Good morning, good morning. Father, I am here. I am available. I'm open for you to pour out all that you have for me to receive in order to release in the atmosphere. God. God woke me up 344 this morning with a women's conference on my mind and my heart, especially in my spirit. And Apostle Hope Carpenter is one of the special guests for the conference. And God said, she has a lot that you need to listen to and you already equipped to receive. What she has to say are instructions for your next move. Jesus. And then God giving me a dream. I'm on a beach. And there's different people all across the world at this beach. At this beach. A lot of people didn't know nothing about the beach. Or didn't even know it was open. It's like... It's during a time that many people wouldn't even want to go to the beach. It was like during this time of the year. And many people wouldn't even go to the beach this time of year. But it was still open and many people were still going. And God used me to invite all these people around the world to this beach. And someone's like, it's, the beach is open this time of year? No one said... It's too cold. I don't want to go. Everybody was excited to go. And when I went there, God had me on a sand walking past everyone as they were out in the water, on their way to the water, or even lying down. And they all received greatly. Greatly from God. Christ in me, you know, he become more and more on the inside of you. He's he's whole on the inside of you, don't get me wrong. But he's exposing himself in ways you can never imagine and never experience. Because there is no limit. There's no limit. He releases so much more about himself. And the windows of heaven. I'm trying to tell you guys. It's it's not just one window. There are different types of window. Different angles. Different makes of the windows in the kingdom. Some look like bedroom windows. Some look like classroom windows. Some look like office windows. It's different types and forms and angles of windows. Some windows have curtains. Some windows don't. But the point of the message is that God is making is they are all open and available unto you. And there's a great big window. It's a bedroom window. But it's the bedroom and the kingdom. And it's open right now unto me. And if it's open right now unto me, I know it's open right now unto you. 
There's absolutely nothing wrong with you being yourself. God granted you the favor to have your personality because you are wonderfully and uniquely made. Only be you. But as you being you, knowing that you being used by Christ to release it to the atmosphere. God don't take away your personality. He don't take away things that you like. He don't take away who you are. He exposed who you are the right way. Everything that you hear and heard of me and my personality regarding anything is how I am the right way. Before, it was the wrong way. Even around the wrong people. But your personality remains the same. It's just the right way. Because now your personality is unto God. Many people thinking that you have to stop being yourself. Because a life unto God is full of restrictions. Where you can't even do anything, say anything, eat anything, wear anything, go anywhere. And many people don't even want to come because of those reasons. Because many people like to wear what they like to wear, eat what they like to eat. And they feel as though it's not okay to be told in such a way as to be free to become a slave. And that's not how God is. And that's why he has us to release who we are with him on the inside of us at the same time. I thank God for the change in the atmosphere. Out of everybody bloodline, There are many people, but there is one person over you or over them who passed down the touch upon your life. It's on your life. And someone in your bloodline released that under you. And it's supposed to happen that way. And you release it upon the next. But it's actually supposed to be this person to that person to that person but everybody don't obey the call so it skips the person it can't skip the generation and in my bloodline it went from my grandfather to me he has kids and other grandkids over me but I decided honestly not sugarcoat anything to obey the call the way God wants you to do it God does not pick and choose. Many are called. Who are the many? All of us. But who are chosen? The ones who decided to be. And I received so much knowledge because of it. God don't just pick you out of your whole generation. God give me right now an example. The story of David and his brothers. Jesse had other sons. 
David was disregarded. But David was the one attending to the sheep. And he just, just didn't attend to the sheep. He's a worshiper. He's spending time with God, talking to God. And the other ones enjoyed a life with God, but they had other things on their mind. You can tell by the labor of the work that they did compared to David's. They did more hardcore labor physically. And sometimes you, you be focused on taking care of yourself that you don't have no time to spend with God for him to let you know you don't have to do that. David was open. And David received. God said, let them know. I don't just pick out of generations who I want to use. I called all of you. I chose all of you. But many of you just don't choose me by not choosing it my way. And there are so many forms of proof out here due to different religions. Different ways the word to be preached. A lot of miscommunication and misunderstanding. When all we have to do is just open up and freely receive because we believe and release it in the atmosphere. It's that simple and yet so powerful at the same time. Now God is starting to expose me due to family restoration as to why there was so much envy. Because when you obey the call, you can see the light in you, on you, and most importantly, others see it in ways that you don't even see it. Because you're not paying attention to it because you just want to worship. You're not focusing on what I look like when I worship. How holy do I seem? All you care about is simply worship. And these last couple of days, my God, my God. After a speaking engagement, I, psh, my God, my driver. Thank God. My driver never saw me like that before. I never saw me like that before. My mother never heard me like that before. And God said to me, it had to happen. Because I had you in a very vulnerable state where they know that it's not a game what I'm calling you to do. And now it opened up their hearts to see how serious it is to serve. And that's why your mother is so open unto you to be there. Because she knows you're obeying. People who don't choose to obey God, they know they're not obeying. They know they're not obeying because Holy Spirit have no exceptions, you know, exceptions for nobody. When it comes to an invitation and people without, you know, the knowledge as to being led by Holy Spirit to make right decisions, they see the difference upon your lifestyle and theirs. That's why we must continue to go all the way. A life is a worship is not for people to just observe you, to find fault in you. No, they're observing you to see all the right. The right, not the wrong. 
Many of us walk away from people because we don't want to be exposed the wrong way. It doesn't even matter. Just continue to choose to bless the Lord. I used to be so private and I still am because of the lifestyle that God chose for me. It becomes my personality. I don't have the personality to let anybody in my space because everybody is not supposed to be in my space because of what I'm called to do. And that goes for you and how he created you. Jesus. God will instruct you and instruct you and instruct you. Isn't that amazing to receive a revelation like that? God said to me, everyone are called. Many are chosen don't mean that I put a special anointing for a specific person. Everyone has gifts greatly, anointed greatly. That's what caused a lot of envy and a lot of jealousy amongst the, you know, children of God. Because when they see that you been chosen and they think what's so different about you compared to me if he puts love us all the same why are you so different the difference is I opened up for him to pull himself in me the right way and not me giving him restrictions as to how much I want him on the inside of me my way it's a difference God say happily ever after Quinesia. Happily ever after. Jesus. A lot of times we turn down blessings because we don't want no one to feel as though we owe them anything or they throw up in our face. And most main important is because Main important excuse is, I don't want no one to think I'm in need. And we turn down so many blessings because of that. How about we just say thank you, Jesus? How can we ask God for something? Or have it in our heart of God trying to provide as he is a provider. And we turn things down. I don't want to be in a situation or as a child of God with a blockage in the way. I want the blessings to continue to move smoothly in and through me the way how God wants them to. Because God is so patient. He will wait until you're ready to receive it. How about we become ready right now as much as now than we ever been before? He just keeps talking about apostle Hope Carpenter. God. For that, make sure I be in the front with this. I'm trying to tell you because he's touching my spirit about this woman in this conference. She has something to say to you. God. Listen to what she has to say. Because that is your next move. My grandfather 
pastored for over 40 years. Six days out of a week. Only day we didn't go to church. Two day, okay, two days that we didn't go to church out of a week was Monday and Wednesdays. But Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. During the week, it was during the evening due to those who had work. But on the weekend, it was from 8, 9 in the morning to 8, 9, 10 at night. And most of the time was spent fasting and praying. And here I am, I will never forget. I will never forget. Soon as you walk in, you see the loss of Moses. And here I am as a little girl. A little girl. All I could think about and receive is the law of grace. And that's the difference. You become different from a person who's under the law of circumcision when you are under the law of grace. Those two different laws. The law of circumcision is the old covenant. Being born and being used, being aware your entire life of the new covenant. And many was like, God... And the thing about it is, such a young child with a gift to see how they go to God, you know, behind the four walls of their home. And me and them went to God, how come she's touched like that and I'm not? Because you're under the law of circumcision. And I thank God for restoring, restoring my family. And he used in me and many others, but referring to my walk, to do so. Couldn't wear pants, couldn't eat certain foods. Imagine growing up under the law of circumcision, not even receiving the law of grace. But you're thinking you're doing the right thing the right way because the more the restrictions, the more of obedient you become. And the whole time, you're just under circumcision because you're under sacrifice, not even under grace. The new covenant. Holy Spirit. Jesus. And all of a sudden, family members begin to start doing things they never done for the very first time. And I caught it. I said, oh, wow. You know, living off Leviticus, how they are, I left, God called me out very early. Because he didn't want me to be distracted. And when I started seeing that they were beginning to eat at different restaurants. It's like we didn't go anywhere, do anything. Had to read every label. You understand? Couldn't wear anything, anything like that. And to see them, eat, you know, at Red Lobster, I almost passed out. To see family members their whole life. Wouldn't even go past her red lost. They across the across the street, walk on the other side, because of the shellfish. And yet you're eating it, and they don't eat shellfish, but they were in there eating. And I was like, "What? Look at you and red lobster eating a salad. Go ahead now, a steak too. Go ahead. What you gonna get? Oh, go ahead, give me that uh, ultimate feast. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus. Oh God." <laughs> 
Seriously? And I begin to see them wear pants. Oh my God. They got no pants. Okay, okay. And God say, shh, shh, don't mention it to him. I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. He said, some people you have to baby step. God said, I don't mind how small the steps, how big the steps, as long as they just, you know, make a decision to take a step. I was like, okay, okay. It's not that God is telling them what to do, what not to do. It's the fact they're starting to see maybe we were doing it wrong. They start to embrace humility for the very first time and not pride. Out of all my grandfather's children, he have four. He have grandchildren. Wow. Uh, let's just say more than 10, 12. And God have him to pass the baton to me. And they all look at me and say, you have it, Quinesha. They call me Nini. Cousin, niece, sister, daughter, you have it. And the thing about it is, you have it too. But you have to be open to receive what you already have. Because it's already available unto you. Hallelujah. But the baton my grandfather passed is not about the anointing because we all anointed. He passed down me going out, traveling the world to release the gospel. Hallelujah. You guys heard me have fun. You heard me, you know, prepare for those who have heard, you know. And think about it is, it's all truth. It's all true. How I feel, how I release how I feel, how I communicate with you. God don't have me to communicate certain things with everyone. And that's the same for you. Because everything is not for everybody, but it does not mean to disregard you. God will give me a word what to say overall, guys. And he'll have me to give a word to a select a few. Hallelujah. I thank all of you for your love and your support. Enjoy being with God. Enjoy being you. You cannot try to have God to change you the way you think he should. Because it's not the right way. I see one. (laughs) Now God showed me number one. God, you in these numbers. It's been number two for months. Now it's number one. I love you, Father. I'm still thinking about that beach. I just walk past and just fellowship with people without saying anything. It's like Christ just, you know, showed up like that out of me. Like when they saw me, they saw Christ. They saw Christ. And some of them for the first time. 
said, this moment right here, this moment right here, from this moment and the rest of your days are filled with nothing but gladness. Absolute gladness. Continue to be yourself because that helps free others from not being themselves. But make sure that no one get the wrong idea by trying to be like you. They must be like themselves. Because there are a lot of people who are mimicking me unaware. And they can do the same unto you and it happens. Because you see how free you are as the being you. And they want to become free in those areas, but that's not your personality. It may look strange you're trying to do what I'm doing, but you cannot do what I'm doing because you're not me. And then you don't want to be out there looking like you're trying to be like somebody else. Because everybody already knows who you are. So enjoy being you. It's not that I have anything against or I like certain people better because some of you see more by personality than others. It's because I can determine the times. It's not always time to laugh and you know, the way how, you know, I am... (laughs) The way how I cause you to laugh all the time. Is it time to be serious too? No matter what time it is, know that every moment counts. Hallelujah. And it's definitely accounted for. This is a very special day for me. A wonderful time of year for me, God. Oh, God, I feel it. It feels like it's Christmas today. God. Yeah. You know, growing up Jewish, you don't celebrate no holidays. But it's so, I mean, but I don't understand that. You can celebrate your birthday, but not want to celebrate a day set aside for Christ's birthday because you're not 100% accurate. Every day I say happy birthday to Christ. And I know out of every day of the year, I say on one day that happened to be. But I feel every day is. And I say it every single day. It doesn't matter what day. It doesn't matter what month. The fact is, he is. It happened. Many of us take the freedom off of, you know, why it's here. Because you're trying to figure out how it became here. How did it become? How did it happen? Who wrote it? The same way God used us to write novels to bless others. The same way God has stories written about you in the hands of others. God. I never forget my first interview. It's a magazine for a magazine. I met her at Starbucks. 
And she asked me so many questions. She's from Brooklyn, New York. She asked me so many questions. And I freely answered them all. Every single question. God said to me about my nephew. He want me to, you know, anoint my nephew. Because every word that was spoken about him is the opposite. And kids are very observant to what's being said to them. And some kids will begin to believe what they hear so much. And it's all a lie. And God wants me to protect him from every lie by building up his esteem, by saying to him who he is. Jesus. Jesus. He want me to raise him in the way he should go. My nephew. Even as his aunt, he has his own home. God still want me to raise him in the way he should go. Not saying he's not being raised right. But God knows what he put on the inside of me to release unto him. Many people come to me and say to me, I have never met a 14-year-old boy or child, period, like your child. I have never seen such in my life. Never. I'm not saying there are not other great kids out here. But the way how he is, is how he is. The way how you are, is how you are. The way how your children are, that's how your children are. But we must continue to raise them in the way they should go. And guess what? It's not an easy, it's not easy to raise. It's not. Because you have to shape and mold them with everything God put inside of you to do. So you gotta deny yourself and be patient with them. You have to show much more fruit. The how you bear much fruit is to show it. Release it because you want to. And willingly. Because there, you can't force the fruit. You can't for, You can't pretend love. You can't pretend kindness. You can be mean and smile at somebody at the same time. And that's called sarcasm. And that's a very, like, that's, I, I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't stand it. Especially, the thing is, it's not that I don't like sarcasm. Because you can be funny with it. I don't like sarcasm that causes insults. Because you are not bold enough to open up your mouth and just say how you feel. It's like you're telling how you feel joke with a joke. But you really feel that way. Just be honest. Hallelujah. I just keep feeling the rest of this year. Every day is like Christmas to me. It feels so wonderful this year today, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I said, thank you, Father, for me being at home to prepare for everything. Everything. You're preparing where you are for everything. Everything. 
Let me give you guys some quick instructions that you already know. But let me tell you what helped me. For those of you who are on a current job that is not, you know, a passion for you because you already know what you're called to do. But you know you're there to get your 9 to 5 for your income. You know, you know God is the one who provides you with the income in that way. In order for you to be called off that job, you have to begin to appreciate it. Don't that sound strange to do? <laughs> but you must do that. And if you don't, that's how long you're going to be there. If you're seeking full-time ministry, that's everybody's, that's the plan that God has for everybody. Because your gifts, you know, it benefits you. Those are your gifts, your passion. To do that and only that and not do that and work at a post office, do that and work at a grocery store, do that and work in the office building. It's to simply do that all the days of your life. Now imagine you receiving, you know, a financial breakthrough doing something you really love and not something you have to do. But in order for you to get out of that state, you must appreciate what you're there to do. Because you must know it's not about you while you're there. God have you with that company to bless that company by releasing love in your work. This is what God did to me, guys. Out of 15 years on a job, it took how many years? About three years before I got it. <laughs> Seriously. And the other years, he had me still be there to my bed. God would tell me, go to work early. Okay. See, I was so hungry. I'm still there. I'm going to say at that time on that job, so hungry. Get up early. Okay. I'm up at five. I got to be there at nine. Okay. Pray, prepare yourself. I want you to get there two hours early. Get there at seven. For those who got there, when you get there, ask them, do you want them to, do they want you to do anything while you're there early? Go in some of the classrooms and ask some of the teachers, do they want a break? And they can remain on the clock and you remain off the clock. I said, done. I go in there and do that. They be like, Q, you for real? I be like, yeah, I'm for real. I don't want to go upstairs. I didn't get a chance to get no food this morning. I had to be here exactly at 7. I got here, you know. Kids were already outside the door. I could go get me a sandwich. Go ahead. God said, go in the room and, you know, take their spot until they come back. Off the clock. God said, give up your lunch break. Okay? Give somebody else your lunch break. Okay. Anybody want to go to lunch? You know, I'm off the clock. You on the clock. You go ahead. So not everybody at once. Yeah, it's like a stampede. It's like, oh my God, Q, you doing this? Do you know you're not getting paid to do this? Oh, because you're off the clock. I know. I know. And you still choose to come here early, two hours early every morning just to help us. Yeah. Gotta say, go in there on the weekends because you have the code to get in the building. Sign in through the security at the front door. And anoint the place. God said, go and pray. Go pray on the playground. Go pray in the classrooms. Look at every child's face. Pray for every family. Oh, God. And then God took it up a notch. I was good with doing that. 
I said, okay, now go back at your regular time to work. And then when I did, it was like, Q, you don't want to come at seven no more. I was like, no. And God said, don't mention to them nothing I'm saying to you. Okay. Don't even throw in their face what you're doing for them. No, I would never do that. I said, okay. They go scrub the bathroom walls, scrub the toilets, clean the bathrooms, bleach them, sanitize them. Right now. Spend your lunch break doing that. Eat very quickly and go do that for the remainder of your lunch break. You have one hour to do that. I said, okay. And when I go in the bathroom, I'll be like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> See? And I was like, okay. I did it. I did it. And I did it with love. God said, scrub the walls. Okay. Mop the floors and everything. I was like, where the mops at? <laughs> did it. See, we have, in government buildings, you have a cleanup crew, you know? And God said, no, you do it. I said, okay, Father. I want you to go into the staff lounge. Yes, clean it up. The fridge, all the expired food, ask them do they want it, and throw it away. Don't throw it away without asking. Get them, give them a chance to say that they don't want it. I said, okay. You know, we don't want it every time. Okay, throw it away. Scrub the refrigerator, clean it out, sanitize it. The counter, pick up the food off the floor. Every time. And I mean, the way how the bathroom was, I couldn't believe it. Like, what? What? Yes, Father. And I was glad to do so. God said, I want you to go around and compliment every worker. Start with the ones who appear to be the least. And tell them they're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. I am? Yeah, thank you. Building up their confidence. I was called in the office. You're doing so great. You about to give you a self. We about to evaluate you. And after you know, every time you can evaluate it, you get a promotion. God say, receive the evaluation, but don't take the receive the promotion, but don't take the increase financially. I said I don't want the, the increase. What? No. You want to make what you're still making, and you can make more. Yeah. What? Yeah. Go in the office and pray while they're not there. Okay. Go in the closet and pray. Okay. God took it up a notch. Go in others' classrooms and help them out. And don't have them thinking you're coming to step on top of their toes. Or take over their job. Or try to outshine them. Go and help them. Okay. And many of them were saying, Quinesha, I got it. I said, I'm not here to take over. I want to help you. Because at that time, my classroom was outshining everybody else's. And it had people from the boards meeting coming in to my class every time. And God did not want it to be just, you know, outshining anybody. Because he wanted the whole entire place facility to shine and not just one class. So he had me to help so we all could shine together. Because if you're not careful with that, if you want to be the one who shine, then you're pretty much saying you want to be envied. And I went and helped. And every classroom was lifted up. Then we began to have fun and laugh and play around. Then God took it up a notch. By bringing a lady there, 
who actually got kicked out of another location. And they, before they terminated her, they said, we're going to give you one more chance. We're going to bring you to this place. And the reason why they brought her there is because of the love that I have to give. And the thing about it is, she was very, very, she was acting mean. She's not mean, but she was, you know, because it's not who she is. She's not mean. Me saying you're mean, me saying you're naughty, is not saying who you really are. But you were acting that way. She was acting very mean. To me. She didn't like the love that she saw. She didn't like us getting along together because she didn't know where she can fit in. She wanted to come in and fit in where she felt comfortable with drama and confusion. And that wasn't happening in this location. She didn't like it, so she tried to tear it down by grabbing some people one by one. And her job was, she felt her job was to destroy the good works. And so it causes some of the teachers who were getting along beginning to fuss and fight. They all was, you know, for the God in me. They all begin to be against the God in me. All in a matter of days. I said, oh God. It took a turn. I went in the closet. Sometimes I prayed in the closet. I cried in the closet. Jesus. God said, don't let her see. Don't let her see you break. I said, I'm not. I have to hurry and run out and excuse myself to break down, but not breaking down if you know what I mean. I mean, it can really touch your heart when you walk in love and someone keep, you know, they keep plucking, 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 plucking. I'm like, oh God, she's still trying to pluck, you know? She looked at me and said, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? And playing gospel music. And singing the gospel songs. But who do you think you are? That was her flesh talking to me, not her spirit. Who do you think you are? To try to make some great change like that. I'm here to stop it. I felt number Satan all over her. I'm here to stop it. And Jesus, the prayer request that I put in the lounge to go to Ancestry Prayer on Fridays to lift it up before God, God said, tell them to put no names on it. They never put any names on it. And then she had people under her influence there. The ones who were with the God in me are now against it. So now all of a sudden, they begin to tear up the prayer requests, throw them in the trash. Cause the bathrooms to be more filthier. The lounge, they did it on purpose. They had ordered pizza, don't want it all, throw it on the floor, on the rug. And God said, get up there and scrub that sauce out the, out, off the carpet like that. And I did it. It became more challenging. I found myself crying more. <laughs> I was like, God. And one time I wanted to like punch the wall. I was like, come on, yo. Go here with this. God, taking me somewhere with this. Listen to this. And all of a sudden, one day, I get all these cameras, flowers, chocolate, money. 
and two plane tickets to Fort Lauderdale. Do you know why we here, Miss Hood? No, I don't. I'm playing with the kids. No. You have won the Janice Hill prestigious award out of 20,000. You are top 10. Out of every childhood child care learning facility in the DMV area, out of 20,000, you are top 10. And we're not supposed to tell you, but you are one out of the five, out of the top 10. You're the youngest. You're the only African-American. You just made history. And the parents came. They were cheering me on. And these are like congressmen, congresswomen, children I was caring for. And they were coming down. They stopped everything they was doing. They made sure they was there to, you know, watch me receive the award. And it was, you know, two tickets to whoever you want to take you know, full, you know, round trip, you know, you get, what was it, the Gaylord, and everything paid for in the hotel, everything. You have, whoever you decide to bring with you, you got golden tickets, and those who see in the Gaylord, the golden tickets, everything you, wherever you want to go or do is paid for, no matter how much it is, no matter what you decide to do or eat or go in the Gaylord. Everything is free with the gold card. And they said, who you want to take? I said, I want to take my mom. Can you guys, gosh, I tell you guys this. Can you believe I took my mom to my prom? Oh, God. Guys, I did. I took my mom. And the reason why I took my mom to my prom, because, you know, she didn't get a chance to go to hers. Because she was in church. Her, I told you, her and my dad grew up together, you know, from junior high school to you know, high school, straight out of high school, they got married. And my father's side of the family is, you know, are Jewish. And they're not, I mean, you know, they, you know, not so much as of restrictions now. They more so, you know, thank God for that. But anyway, so she was with him. She went by what he did. And, you know, she went to church with him. And her lifestyle, his lifestyle became hers. So there wasn't no prom because the prom was on a Sabbath night. And they were in church on a Sabbath night. And she missed it. So I said, you, I said, how about you just go to mine? I said, you don't have to. You know, I know it's kids, but you could just launch you in the atmosphere. Can you believe? I thought she was going to laugh at me. She was like, sure. Really? You'll go to my prom? Yeah. We got dressed up and we had our corsages on and everything. I was like, wow, my mom going to the prom. And everyone there had no idea that was my mom. No idea. But the teachers knew because I told them. And I was like, don't be hitting on my mom. Y'all better leave my mom alone. <laughs> she sat there and just enjoyed being in the atmosphere because she missed hers. I had no idea. That was God in me inviting her because I did not know that she was regretting not being at her prom. Because my mom was like the captain of the cheerleader. She was one of those type of students, like, you know, very popular, very fancy. And she missed the prom. You know, that's something she really wanted to make. She was at home crying. God showed me now. She was crying. She missed it because she loved my dad. And they was into the Sabbath. And he, she went with him. You know? He was like, you got to obey the Sabbath if you're with me. And she did. And I took her there. But I took her to uh, Florida. 
Everything was paid for and everything. She didn't like the flight experience. She didn't like it. Every time, whenever we catch a flight, she don't like the experience. And it's just that we had so, it was just so much fun. You know, whatever we did, we always got presents on the bed every time I left out to come back. And it was over, it was like over at least 6,000 people in that auditorium. And guys, <laughs> I had to give a speech and I gave the best speech in the world. I did. Every day they had something special. It was a whole, it was a three day trip, you know, and it was amazing. You know, we was at the beach a lot. We were, you know, at the hotel a lot. And every time I just be alone in the presence of God, thanking God for everything. Because all that God told me to do, I began to appreciate why I was there and not complain about it. And God called me off that job. You understand? When you begin to appreciate, appreciate, excuse me, where you are and know it's not about you and ask God, why are you there? You will see as to why are you there? Because God is needed. You understand. And when you become aware of that and be humble to be used by God, you will see yourself, you know, being pulled away, you know, more and more from off that job. And when I look at that picture, the Janice Hill is one of the founders of the organization of the child care facility and it's worldwide. They're everywhere. That award follow you everywhere you go. And Jesus, guys. I had no idea it was that important of an award because Janice Hill is no longer here. She's in the kingdom. So they had it out in the honor of her. And for you to have that honor in her name here, that's amazing. Made history just like that. And that that would never go undone because it happened. And they was like, look, come here, come here, come here. I was like, yeah. They was like, you know, you know, the African-American, you know, set group. They were like, you know, you're the only black, right? I was like, oh, God. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But thanks for telling me because it does matter. It does. I was like, wow. And what matters is that to be the first to do something, God used me to pave the way for others. Because guess what? I won't be the last. But I thank God that I was the first. And when they saw me there, it was 10 of us. And, you know, we made a toast. Everybody dressed up all fancy. I had a ball gown dress on. Cranberry color. Very beautiful. And they gave us $1,000 and gave us the award. And it comes with a pay increase. God said, now take the increase. I said, okay. And I was presented a job opportunity, you know, not too long ago. Do you want to make the curriculum for the organization? And now it's a it's a um, facility in every country. Every country. Now imagine God use you to write a curriculum for the teachers to go off but do it in their own way, style of doing it. But they gotta base their they gotta base their activities off this curriculum that God used me to put if he wanted me to do that. 
And every facility all across the world have to go off of what I have for them to do it off of. It was like I became, with that invitation, my supervisor, super, I was like eight steps over my supervisors. Matter of fact, HR head. I was over the HR of the HR of the HR of the HR. And they was like, but the, they said, but the, the invitation is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You'll have to come and stay in Florida. God said, no, don't take it. God already knew he was going to try to take it. I didn't know. I was like, what? God said, don't take it. I said, I, I won't take it. They said, you mean to tell me you're going to turn down a position like this? We have never been turned down before. Do you know what happened? Your life changed just like that by saying yes to this invitation. You went from being a teacher to being a person who writes the curriculum for the entire organization. You will no longer have, you know, the pay you have. You will be having salary. And they try to get me to change my mind by telling me how much I'll make a year. And I was like, wow, it was close to six digits. And I was like, oh, God. And what I was making was like, you know, Jesus. But I wasn't there for the money. Because God told me to turn down the pay cut. I mean, turned down the pay, you know, increased. And then here's the opportunity in front of me again. And God said, take, turn it down. I said, never mind, I turn it down. They said, we're not going to have this opportunity open for long because we must fulfill this spot. But we want you to do it because we love how you teach in the way that you teach. We love your style of teaching based upon your curriculum in your classroom. We want that in every class, in every facility, in every continent. I was like, wow, imagine that. Would I write down, they're doing that in Africa? They're doing that, you know what I'm saying, in Europe? They're doing that in Asia? Jesus, they're doing that, you know? Antarctica, Russia? Jesus. And God said, nope, turn it down. I turned it down. Turned it down. And I'm going to tell you why God had me turn it down. Because I'm not called to do that. And he especially didn't call me to move from where I am to Florida. Hallelujah. So if you're on your job right now and you know it's not a passion, it's, it's totally different from what you, your passion is. Begin to appreciate it more by showing up on time. And when you show up on time, have a positive attitude. Give your job your best. Treat your job. Do everything unto the Lord. And when you do everything to the Lord, you'll see how far he bring you. How far he take you. You understand? And God said to me right now, You haven't seen nothing yet. You made history in so many other areas that you're not even aware of. (laughs) 
Your name is mentioned so many places you're not even aware of. Everything is already lined up for you to walk in. And many of the things you're not even aware of. I see your happiness those days today. God, Jesus. God said these are the best days of your life. Happily ever after. From this day forward. Receive that over your life as well. Because you're connected to me. God say every day is Christmas. Jesus. Every day is Christmas. God cares about everything. Because he cares about everyone. Just do it his way. Father, I give this day over to you. This day is very, very peaceful. There's a lot that's about to happen. Before you experience a lot of transformation in your life, God may have you to be very still. Very still. And he's, how he's having me to be still is to be, you know, lying down and still praying in my bed. But my body is not really able to move as much. Is that still. Because I'm so still spiritually, my body is, you know, responding to it. Because there's a lot about to take place. And God using us to do so. Just obey what he's doing unto you. By being open and available all day long. Yes, Father. God says harvest time. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. Jesus. All the preparation that you prepare for in your life all the trials and tribulations, all the pressing, all the praising, all the crying nights and the sleepless nights you may experience, everything you know what you have encountered, all of that. And here comes your reward because you endured. You may have turned around. I know I have. You may have stumbled. I know I have. You may have backslid in some areas. I know I have. And let me, let me make this point. Backsliding does not mean leaving the church. We are the church. Backsliding is from living from one place, one, you know, one way of doing things his way to doing it your way. And a lot of us backslide every day, not even aware, because we're thinking that just because we're in church, we right where we're supposed to be. You backslide when you take your eyes off of him and try to figure out how you're going to do it. That's backsliding. Because you're backtracking. Backtracking is backsliding. Looking backwards, period. You're supposed to remember to testify, not remember to go back there. Hallelujah. It's harvest time. Greater is he who's in us than he who is in the world. 
I love you.